Keep your car looking its absolute best year-round with 303 Cleaners and Protectants. 303's revolutionary graphene nanospray coating gives you professional protection in a simple, easy-to-use formula. It will keep your car's paint protected for up to 12 months and give an insane level of depth and gloss. You can also use their brand new 303 Graphene Detailer to boost protection, slickness, and shine throughout the year. It can even be used for quick cleanups of light dust and fingerprints in between washes. For a one-two punch to keep your car licking its best, look no further than 303's line of graphene products. 303 Graphene Nano Spray Coating to protect and 303 Graphene Detailer to boost protection, slickness, and shine. Both products are available now at Advanced Auto Parts, AutoZone, and select Walmart locations. Visit 303radio.com for more information. Every search you make, every click you take, they'll be watching you. Are you tired of being tracked online? There's a simple solution. DuckDuckGo. It's an all-in-one privacy app with a built-in private search engine, web browser, one-click data clearing, email protection, and more, all for free. Download the app today and get the most comprehensive privacy protection with the push of a button. DuckDuckGo. Privacy simplified. Bradfo Show. That's my open? That's what they used to call me, Swivel Hits Bradford. That's my open. I'm okay. waiting for you to so justify what? your stupid opinion. Bradfo Show. That's delicious. It's very important for all of us at the Bradfo Show to have the best guests, the most pertinent guests. So when we were searching for who was going to follow up the great Mookie Betts podcast of the other day, we had to turn to the guy who might be the best baseball player of all time, at least for the last week or so, or at least for his time, his brief time in Boston, and that is Eduardo Nunez. So Eduardo jumped on in to the Brad Foe Show studios, and we got a chance to talk a little bit about what this guy's all about where he came from, where he's been, where he's going, who he patterns his batting stance after. And after we talked to Eduardo, we we lumped in a little bonus track from Chili Davis, the hitting coach for the Red Sox, who tells us exactly why Eduardo Nunez is hitting about 800. All of it. Pretty good podcast. Soak it in. Sit back. Enjoy the listen. Very, very fortunate to have Eduardo Nunez on the Bradford Show. Eduardo, first of all, do you want to be called Eduardo or Nunez or, or what do you want to be called? I feel comfortable either way, you know. Some people call me Eduardo, people call me Eddie, people call me Nuni, Nunez, you know, it depends how you feel. No, no nickname growing up as a kid? No, no nothing that we haven't found out about? Yeah, they call me the, the Ceci. Yeah. <laughs> I use it for, for fun. I don't know why, but they always call me like that. All my teammates, all the things that I play. So I don't speak Spanish, so why, why, what does that mean? <laughs> He's like the sesame man. Like, uh, oh, <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah. Right. I always make a joke. Oh, okay, there you go. See, see, <laughs> three seconds in, we've already learned something about you. Uh, first of all, welcome. Um, I expect that you are going to hit 600 for the rest of your career. <laughs> <laughs> so the first question is, I guess, is that, you know, you've been various teams who have been with the Yankees and the Twins and um, and obviously the team into the Giants is there anything different you've only been here for a week or a couple of weeks is there anything different that you feel since you've come here anything at all 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, as soon as I come here, I find out everyone has just one mind, just one goal in the mind. It's win game. Doesn't matter who win the game. So they have a lot of energy. They're young. They have they have passion. So I just introduce myself to the to the area, and we face good. But you've you've been on other teams. Is it more than other teams you've been on? Is it is it different in that respect? You know, everything is different. Every player is different. Everybody have different language in the clubhouse, and that's, this clubhouse specific, specifically have a, like, a lot of energy, a lot of still hungry to win. I don't say that no team don't have it, but here I special energy. I just feel good and we just enjoy the game. When you get when you came here, were you nervous? I mean, you could be sitting here without a hit. Right, you could be sitting here. We could be over thirty, you know. But were you nervous? Like, I gotta get a hit right away. I gotta, I gotta do something right away. No, no, I'm really very confident myself. I always have a smile on my face. I don't wanna put a lot of pressure on myself. I like make people make, make myself easy. And I just try to, I talk to myself and tell, do your job, do your thing, don't do too much. Stolen base, play your game. Enjoy the game and everything take care of yourself. Well, you talk about putting pressure on yourself, and obviously, you know, I go to your Wikipedia page. I look you up, and and you know, one of the things is is you start your career. You are going to be the next Derek Jeter. You had heard this before. Um, t- well, I don't know when you go back to this, and for the people listening, you came up with the Yankees. Uh, you came up in 2010, right? That was your first year? Yeah, yeah. 2010 in August 29, I think. So leading in, you, I think you signed in 2005? Is that what it is? 2004. 2004, okay. So you sign and you're doing well in the minor leagues, and, and Cheetah's sort of coming to the end. So everyone was like, oh, this is going to be the next Derek Cheetah. Even in the minor leagues, when you heard that, was that hard for you? No, that was especially, I was excited. I was thankful what they think about me that way but they say always oh Jeter is going to be or he's going to be the, for the last year for the Jeter after anyway King is like 10 years later he's still there <laughs> he's 320 so I'm going to get getting older there <laughs> so, so you were so they reached a point like I said you got up in 2010 you reached a point where like is this ever going to am I ever going to get my chance you know, see Jeter how he played, I never thought he was going to have my chance because he played well every time. Yeah. So I was waiting for, I was waiting, I was waiting, for, and the year just passed me, just passed me. And I had the opportunity to play every day to I can show what I can do. And I had to learn to play different positions to get in my arm back. And that was not easy, that was all in field was only star. Ebro, Jeter, Cano, Tercera. I don't have any room for me by that time. Right, yeah, and, and so, I mean, the whole plan, you probably thought by the time you did come up in 2010 was, all right, one of these guys will be on, and I'll be able to play just one position. I'll be able to focus one position. Exactly. So that, that was the, my mind. I said, maybe, maybe Jerry is going to retire soon, you know. And he was another year, 320, another year, 300. Every guy was 300, like, wow. I'm gonna retire first. <laughs> Just waiting. <laughs> was was that so? Looking back now, was that hard to deal with? Did, did did you feel like that you may have had more success early on if you weren't had to bounce around as much? For sure, for sure. You know, if you never had the opportunity to show what you can do, you're never gonna show up. What you can, especially you can do. And but by that time, I was learning a lot about those guys. 
I learned how to prepare myself, how to play the game the right way. They really smart, and I appreciate that. I mean, that's one thing. You grew up, I think, idolizing or Jeter. You really liked Jeter growing up. And then he, he came to your press conference when you were introduced, right? That must have been, to actually meet the guy must have been a thrill for you. For sure. I have 17, and he just comes to me, hey, I hear you, your favorite player. <laughs> i like, where? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> you know, he's very cool. He's very humble, and he gives you comfort. He doesn't treat you like a rookie. He treats you like a good person, and that means a lot to me. He gave me the comfort to working out with him all the time and learn from him. So I appreciate that. When did you realize that maybe it wasn't, that the Yankees wasn't going to be what you thought it would be, that that, that you weren't going to get the opportunity that you thought you might? You know, soon I saw Cano leave, Ada was suspended, Jira was hurt, and they keep bringing people to the team. So I was like, I don't think I'm going to have a chance here. Might be better if they train me or something else, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and they train me, I, I was glad. Yeah, I mean, it worked out. So you go to the Twins, right, after yes. that. The Twins, and, and you actually make the All-Star team. You make the All-Star team. And so when you do that, wh- when did you feel that you finally felt, I am going to be a major league? I, I am going to be a guy who maybe might make more than one All-Star team, maybe might be able to, to hit like 600 like you are right now. <laughs> when did you actually feel like this is going to happen? Because I would imagine there must have been some doubt in your mind when you're going through those years in New York? Yeah, it's tough when you sometimes you feel sick and you don't expect to play and they play you that day. So you don't want to improve what you can do. Sometimes you go to the gym early in the day, working out heavy, and they change the lineup. Are you there? Yeah, that's the life of a utility guy, right? Yeah, so that's tough. Sometimes you don't feel good with yourself and they put you playing that day. When you feel good, they never play you. So sometimes it's not working out. And that's the utility life. That's like this. It's a tough life. I respect every utility because I was there. They do that job, and that's hard job. So I rely on I, I can prove myself and play every day when the twin give me the opportunity to play so I can show everyone, everybody, and myself too, what kind of player I can be. When you're at the All-Star, was it the All-Star game where you look around and say, I can do this, I can be this guy? Sure, sure. When I saw all the right, I was a Mookie, Bond, David, Miguel Cabrera, Cano, Trout, all those big players. I say, this is my level. I, 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 I can be here. You know, I, I, I can keep working hard, improve, and I can be that kind of player that I always dream. Is it so? Getting to the All Star Game, is it when then you look back at you always? Everyone loves the team that they came up with. Everyone loves you know your team that you signed with. That's a team that you know I, I know the most people, and and we just went through what you know why what was blocking you. Was it looking back? Do you really wish that that could have been the team, the Yankees, that that would have worked out? That's business. That's business. No, it's no hard time. It's no hard hard broke. It's no hard. Hard feeling as the business, it's baseball. Sometimes you grow up in one thing and you feel you can have another thing. It's business, it's a water baseball. Did you ever think you end up here wearing a Red Sox t-shirt, Red Sox uniform, Red Sox shorts? That's why baseball is fun. You never predict what you're going to future, you know what I mean? Like, and I'm glad, I'm really honored to be here. That's a great group, that's a great organization, and I'm happy to be here. When you when you were with the, when, so you're going through the with the Giants this year, um, 
And really, you go back to June 1st, right? June 1st, you were one of the best hitters in baseball. Was there anything that happened, or did you know in spring training you were going to have this sort of year that you knew it was things were just working out, or did you make any kind of adjustments? You 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 spend your season working to one reason to play to have success. You know, you wanna you, you everyone wanna hit 300, but you you never gonna know how the season gonna work out. Sometimes you have back injuries, sometimes you have back slogging or whatever happened. But everybody wish have a good year. That's why you're working the off season really hard, and I'm glad it's working out. What did did you do anything different this off season? I do everything the same that I did last year. I working out better. I keep work out with my swing, with Cano, Pujol, Encarnacion, Jen Segura, Osuna. We are a good. Is that in Miami or? It's in Dominican. Dominican, okay. In San Pedro, in the Cano City. Okay. So you have you you must have known David for a while, David Ortiz for a while. Yeah, yeah, I know him for a while. Yeah. So did when when he came here, did he reach out to you? Did he give you? I don't know how many guys you knew over here. Did he talk to you about what it's like to play in Boston? Sure, sure. He told me, he said, it's the same, you know, you were here before, just a different clue how, you play for the Yankees already, you know how stuff was this area, and I'm glad you're here, enjoy, and do your thing, don't listen to, to all those things. When, so you, when you go, go on the type of run that you have been, and this isn't, this isn't a week, this isn't two weeks, this is a couple months now, um, is there something, if it was, has there been a feeling that you've had that you haven't had at any point in your career because once again it seems every time you get up you get ahead and everyone goes through good times and bad times but does this feel different than any other time if you're confident if you're confident it's confident you swing confident you time me trust why you routine what you what you're doing behind before the game in the practice but in case and then you can prove in the game as it's confident your english is good has it always been good Thank you, thank you very much. I've been working out on English too. I mean, how is it? How's it? Has it really been gotten better over the last few years, or has it always been good? How do you learn English? I go to a school in Dominican for English. Then I'm working here, I'm getting better to talk with my friends, talk with people, so I learn more. So you, so you still do that? I'm gonna do it again this off season. Oh, good for you. I, I mean, I, I, get, I don't go to school for Spanish, so good for you. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Uh, so, uh, is there any, is there anything else? You know, I like to ask this question. Is there anything that a lot of people don't know about you? Hobbies? Uh, anything you like to do? Or anything, again, we we read the media guide. We know, you know, we, we know Eduardo Nunez. But is there anything that maybe not a lot of people know about you? You know, simple. I like my cappuccino before before going to the stadium. I like play pool. I like watch Netflix. I love movies. I don't watch that sport that wow. much. I go and go home. I go watch Netflix. Okay, so Netflix. So 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 all Netflix. Almost at the time. M- yeah. Making a murder. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no. What's it? What's your go-to Netflix? I go with series. Any series. Any good series. Depends. Should I watch a movie? Okay. So the big. So the big things. Cappuccino before you come to the park. Always, right? Always. Almost every day. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Right. Well, I, uh, for me, that's my five-hour energy. Uh, <laughs> uh, so cappuccino, and then when you get home, Netflix. That's it. And then and no sports. No, no soccer. No baseball. You know, you get away from sports. Yeah, yeah, mostly. Yeah, I, lo- I, I love to play basketball too. When I, was, when I grew up, I grew up I was a basketball player. But Dominica, you never signed with professional basketball. Oh, Al Horford. <laughs> yeah, and we have to go to a school in the USA. Oh, uh, so were you good? 
I have. Did you ever play against Al Horford? <laughs> no, no, no. He, he's on a different level. <laughs> Who's your, so, you, you, you know, just because you're in Boston, you don't have to say your favorite team is the Celtics, but who, you, what's, what's your team? What's your player? I was I was Kobe Bryant fan. I was Kobe Bryant guy. Oh, really? Yeah, I love Kobe. Do you try to shoot like him? 100%. <laughs> really? Yeah. Because, you know, when you're a kid and you do a batting stance, you try to have the batting stance like somebody? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he was the best. And I never had the opportunity to see Jordan that much. Yeah. So we saw the video, but I was in the area. Kobe was the best player. So I grow. We love Kobe Bryant. So did you have posters? Post the posters on your wall? No, 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 no. Okay, no, no. Who was, uh, speaking of, so I said you imitate Kobe. Did you, you're, as a kid, you know, like I imitated all the Red Sox players. Did you imitate anyone in your batting stands growing up? Yeah, and Gasha Pafra, Manny Ramirez. Yeah, that was good. Who? Garcia Parra, Nomar Garcia Parra. Nomar, oh, really? Yeah, and Manny Ramirez. Yeah. Oh, man. oh, two Red Sox guys. Yeah, yeah, that was good. We got in Dominican, Yankee and Reston, that was the most popular team. Yeah. We don't see a lot of the powers like Seattle. We don't see the team before. Yeah. Now it's different. Now everyone can see everything. But back in the day, like five years, like 10 years, 15 years later, of the past, it was Yankee and Boston. You know, it's funny you said that. I can see Nomar's stance in your stance now, right? <laughs> Actually, I can see a, co- a combination of Nomar and Manny, right? It'll be no much, no much, no much. All right, well, I know you got to get on. So, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you very much. Thank you. Chili Davis is solely responsible for Nunez, a new acquisition, <laughs> hitting 800 in his first week and a half. Uh, well, first of all, welcome, Chili. Thank you. I wish I, I wish I could take that on, but you know the the, the 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 one thing that the danger in that is if he starts struggling, I gotta accept that I'm the responsible for that. <laughs> well, so so we just talked to Eduardo, and here's the thing I, I want to get your take on. You would know. I asked him. So when your kids were all emulating batting stances, and I could go through the whole 1978 Red Sox batting, the whole lineup. He said he did Nomar Garcia Parra and Manny. And then if you think about it, there is kind of a combination of the two, right? Uh, yeah. I, you know, they're uh, very good right-handed hitters. And uh, they always seemed like they were setting up a pitcher, Manny and Nomar. And, you know, who does that too is like Albert Pujols does yeah. that. You know, watching guys like that hit, and I, I love to watch your swings. But I watch more so how they take pitches and where those pitches are. And that's telling me, oh, yeah, I, I can tell where you're looking, Albert. I can, look, I can tell where you're looking. You know what I mean? But um, Eddie, Eddie is, is a guy that when he got here, he had a routine. You could see that he had established a routine. He knows the purpose of the routine. He knows what he's trying to feel in that routine. And he, he's constantly trying to repeat and trying to find that feel. And he takes that routine into his BP. So, you know, he's, he's, he's building, he's trying to build himself a professional hitter. So when you watch him hit and you break down his swing, and obviously people go through highs and lows and hot streaks and cold streaks, but when you watch his swing, and as we see here right now, he's on a hot streak, what is the thing that you say, wow, that guy does that really, really well? Um, he's... What he does really well that I see is he maintains uh, how, the term I would put. He, he's very compact with his swing, so it's never his hands aren't ever going away from his body. They're always traveling in a small space, 
and that top hand is all is always seems like it's punching through the ball, which keeps the barrel of the bat in the strike zone forever, and he allows him to adjust to balls running in, running away. So he's got he's building a very compact swing, and to me that's going to work in any uh, situation at the plate. You had seen him. He, I mean, this isn't a newcomer. You had seen him. He came up to the major leagues in 2010. So you had seen him before. Mm-hmm. Was what you were delivered here different from your perspective of him as in the years that you knew him before? Um, he's always been a good hitter uh, with Minnesota. Um, that's where I've seen him the most. I didn't get a chance to see him with New York, but I got to see him with Minnesota. He's always been a good hitter. His style was different, but you could see why it was different, what he wanted to you know, swing to feel like. Uh, and, and, and having him here, um, you know, and talking to him, and, you know, I just got to correct one thing you said earlier. You know, uh, Nooney knows what he wants to work on. So whether he's in the cage with Victor or myself, uh we're there watching him. He's telling us what he's trying to do, and he, he knows what he wants to do. So I'm not responsible for his streak. He is. <laughs> well, I'm going to keep riding this wave. Chili Davis solely responsible for Eduardo Nunez. I'm just kidding. I just want to know that I cleared that up. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Let's let it, let it be said. Chili Davis is not taking responsibility for Eduardo Nunez. But listen, it's it's good to get your perspective, Chili, and uh, and we'll loop back in a couple weeks and see where we're at with this guy. Hopefully, he's swinging the bat even better because we need him to do that. And I tell you what, he has been a really a much bigger addition to this team than I think we all expected and he's been a professional in every way possible and you know he's one of those guys when he gets up to the plate uh, we look we expect something good to happen with him offensively so we're really happy to have him here and you know he's a pro he's a pro well you're a pro Chili thanks so much for joining us you're welcome very much Keep your car looking its absolute best year-round with 303 Cleaners and Protectants. 303's revolutionary graphene nanospray coating gives you professional protection in a simple, easy-to-use formula. It will keep your car's paint protected for up to 12 months and give an insane level of depth and gloss. You can also use their brand-new 303 graphene detailer to boost protection, slickness, and shine throughout the year. It can even be used for quick cleanups of light dust and fingerprints in between washes. For a one-two punch to keep your car licking its best, look no further than 303's line of graphene products. 303 Graphene Nano Spray Coating to protect and 303 Graphene Detailer to boost protection, slickness, and shine. Both products are available now at Advanced Auto Parts, AutoZone, and select Walmart locations. Visit 303radio.com for more information. Surgeons keep our hearts beating. They do the amazing, help save lives, and so can you. Your CSL Plasma donation can help create 24 critical life-saving medicines that can give Grandpa the chance for his heart to swell when he meets his new grandson or give a bride the chance for her heart to skip a beat on her wedding day. Every plasma donation helps more than you know. Do the amazing. Help save lives. Donate today at your local CSL Plasma Center and be rewarded for your time. Every search you make, every click you take, they'll be watching you. Tired of companies like Google and Facebook watching everything you do online? 
there's actually a simple solution. DuckDuckGo. It's an all-in-one privacy app with a built-in private search engine, web browser, one-click data clearing, email protection, and more. All for free. Download the app today and get the most comprehensive privacy protection with the push of a button. DuckDuckGo. Privacy simplified.